You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. What's up, guys? Dr. Lowe, thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm recording this on hump day. It is July 1st, getting this out before the July 4th weekend, hopefully. I hope that all of you are doing well and that you are staying safe and healthy and um, you know, just finding the, the goodness of each day during this time. And I just wanted to send you all some love. On this episode, we're taking a break from our usual you know, women's hormones, fertility, the mindset stuff. And we're getting a little more into the technical world of kind of the fancier tools that we use as naturopathic doctors. By the way, did you know as naturopathic doctors, we're trained in a lot of really cool things. So things that a conventional medical doctor would learn, but also things like homeopathy and nutrition, and also using a lot of hands-on types of therapies like spinal manipulation. Some naturopathic doctors, um, do vasectomies and other ones do other types of minor surgeries. Some naturopathic doctors, you know, specialize in research and writing and it's, it's just a really beautiful and vast field. And so on the show, we have uh, a colleague that has really mastered the whole regenerative and musculoskeletal arena of medicine. So I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing this with you. Now, if you are local to San Diego, we do offer these types of hands-on therapies. Uh, if you're not local, you know, we give some resources in the show if you can try to find someone in your area. Yeah, so if you do need some support, you can check us out at shinenaturalmedicine.com and we'll be happy to help. And before we jump into the show, I want to give some love to our show sponsor, Paleo Valley. So on the topic of getting your body right, getting your joints better, you know, getting out of pain... Um, I want to highlight a vitamin that is a total superstar in this arena, and it's not something that's very esoteric and out there and weird. It's actually vitamin C. (laughs) Yes, vitamin C, believe it or not. Uh, Did you know, actually, that vitamin C is made by every single mammal except for humans? (laughs) We're the only human that needs to get it from our diets because it's absolutely essential More than just a boost to the immune system, which is what we know of it for, it plays a critical role in many of our body functions as an antioxidant. It also aids in tissue regeneration. So for things like aches and and pains and sprains and, you know, ligament stuff and broken bones, vitamin C really helps with healing these tissues. It also helps absorbing iron. So if you're prone to anemia, that can be very helpful. And it helps with the production of collagen. Isn't that incredible? You can take a vitamin and it helps your own body make collagen. So when I think of collagen, I'm thinking of the joints. I'm thinking of the skin. And, um, you know, so if you're feeling creaky in your joints or feeling saggy in your skin or wrinkly um, or just achy, then uh, that, that makes me think of collagen as a very supportive tool. Other fun fact, did you know that the majority of the vitamin C on the market is actually synthetic and it comes from GMO uh, corn? 
So it's made from GMO, GMO corn. It's synthetic. It's not even the full complex of vitamin C. And our bodies know the difference, guys. When we get something whole from nature versus made in a lab, there's a difference in how it behaves in our body and our bodies know the difference. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I take vit- uh, emergency packets. I'm good. Well, did a little search online and emergency products are not certified as non-GMO. So you might be taking gen- genetically modified vitamin C into your immune booster, which is pretty wild to think about, right? It's like you do it for health and you're getting a genetically modified compound. So, you know, on the emergency website, it says they cannot guarantee that all their raw materials are sourced from non-GMO ingredients um, and do not currently have this requirement in place for our vendors. So it's about working with companies and supporting companies that require hire, right? They support the, the farms that are doing it right. And they are using things in an ethical way and, and giving you a product that is something that they would give their own child. You know, that's what we want to support. So the vitamin C from Paleo Valley, I could get on a soapbox there, is from Whole Foods. It contains the most concentrated sources of natural organic vitamin C on the planet with unripe acerola cherry leading the pack. So I'll go over why that's so cool. Followed by camu camu and amla berry. So acerola cherry, guys, listen to how incredibly sexy this sounds. So their acerola cherries are organically grown in the rainforest of Brazil and picked before they ripen, which is when the vitamin C content begins to degrade. As a result, the one unripe acerola cherry is 120 times more powerful than one orange. One cherry more powerful than one orange. Incredible. 120 times more powerful. The other two ingredients are camu camu, which is grown in the native rainforest of Peru. It's a very, very high vitamin C content food, as well as amla berry. Amla berry is an amazing fruit that's been used for thousands of years in Ayurvedic herbal medicine to support the heart and brain health through ability to detox and helping circulation. And I love that these fruits have been used for thousands of years rather than something that's been made in a lab for just a few decades. All right. It's gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free, all the frees. (laughs) So if you want to grab your uh, essential C complex from Paleo Valley, head over to paleovalley.com and then you can get 15% off your order if you use Dr. Lowe at checkout. All right, guys, I'm excited. Jump in the show. Let's do it. guys. Welcome back to the show. So we are talking about a topic that is completely foreign on this podcast. I'm looking forward to it. We have the expert himself. I heard him speak recently at the CNDA conference, which is the naturopathic conference in California for doctors. And it was super interesting. After the talk, I went over to him and, and talked with him for a while. And I was asking him a ton of questions, mostly for my own health stuff and also for my own you know practice, wanting to bring this these kind of therapies into shine. So it just blew my mind and I knew it was something I wanted to share with all of you because this is a, a topic that a lot of doctors don't even know about. So you're going to be hearing it, you know, before probably your doctor does. So Dr. Cochran is my guest. He strives for innovation and success in clients. He's a passion for education, guidance, and outside the box thoughts, which I love. It's what this podcast is all about to create and engage clients to reach peak performance. He received his doctorate in naturopathic medicine from Bastyr University and he founded Interactive Health Clinic 
with a specialty focus in functional and biological medicine, regenerative medicine, integrative oncology, and healthy aging. He's an expert in his field on regenerative injections and intravenous therapies, and he served as a medical fellow and director of intravenous therapy at the Bastyr Integrative Oncology Research Center and Bastyr University's Cancer Research Center. He's well known for being a lecturer on in, uh, with International IV Therapy for Professionals, which is a group that specializes in educating physicians on IV uh, therapies. He is also a lead instructor of regenerative therapies, which uses things like neural therapy, neural prolotherapy, ozone injections, PRP, and biological allograft. And I know this is like Japanese to a lot of you guys. It is for a lot of doctors. So we'll touch on what these different things are because they're really cool and really cutting edge. And he also has an active business um, consulting business with uh, Heroes, which is um, where he coaches physicians and professionals. And actually, his partner who he works with is our business coach at Shine. Um, so it's pretty cool, small world. And as a keynote speaker and content creator, he's dedicated to empowering doctors to build successful models in outcome-based medicine. You're a busy dude. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's so good to have you. So yeah, I, I loved hearing you lecture at the conference. And it really, you busted a lot of myths when it comes to PRP, ozone therapy, stem cells. You know, I know that's like a big hot topic. And it was really cool just to hear so much of um, your knowledge in this area because you've obviously done a ton of education in this and you've used it a lot in your practice. So we'll dive into it. But before, I just want to know a little bit about your personal story. I actually don't know about it. Like what brought you into naturopathic medicine? Why is this something that you are interested in now as, as kind of a focus? Yeah, so uh, my story actually starts when I was really young. I lost my father to uh, malignant melanoma skin cancer. Mm. And I basically kind of set a mission of, you know, finding different avenues other than surgery and medications that we could help people. And so I went, I went through school. Originally, I was going to go to conventional medical school and was bouncing between that and pharmacy. And I was going to get my uh, chemistry degree. And as I went through my undergrad, got my chemistry degree, was doing a lot with biochemistry at the time also, and started to learn near the last few years, you know, of all the things that we weren't being taught really moving forward, all this cool stuff about biology, about nutrition, about biochem. And it just, it felt like the more I hung out with these doctors, the pharmacists, I felt like we weren't using any of those things in medicine. It was more that standard, you know, you have this condition, take this. But the thought process that we were taught undergrad was missing. And so it was just randomly, I was at a study group for biochemistry. I was walking through and I saw, hey, Bastier was there. And it got me interested. And then I found out there was a there was pharmacist in our area that converted over as a naturopathic doctor and there's another medical doctor who was a naturopathic doctor. I spent time with them and kind of saw the dynamics of using both conventional medications and referrals for surgeries along with this huge toolbox of, I call it natural therapies or integrative therapies. And I felt like that was a huge calling because man, if I have all these different tools, I can, I mean, you can, the sky's the limit then of what you can do in your therapeutic order or choices to choose from, whether it be a very low intervention that can have quite a profound effect versus a high intervention that may cause harm, 
you can choose those things and you don't have to go there right away. And it just opened the horizon of, of medicine. And I thought this is how medicine really has to be done. You have to use both. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent supporting how the body heals and then using these kind of creative types of cutting edge therapies, which is what I see. You know, I was just taking some notes, like on the topic of ozone, it's, that is what that does, right? It's like, it's helping the body do what it does. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to get into that. So um, have you, I'm just curious, because I, I noticed that there's definitely a personal story for every guest that I've had, um, just either themselves or someone, you know, like your father passing when you're young, something close, like family-wise. Um, have you yourself used these kinds of therapies for your own health? So yeah, a lot of these things, I, I've, I've actually hurt myself quite a few times. <laughs> Uh, snowboarding, which I don't do a lot of anymore, but I've blown some ankles out and also hurt a wrist pretty bad. And me being me is, you know, I used to work with chiropractic and I'd only get so far with that, but it was helpful. And I didn't want to do any surgery on that. And what we learned in school was great. You know, we learned some basic safe things to do with hydrotherapy and some physiotherapy, but really to get myself out of discomfort and functioning properly I had to look a lot farther. And that's kind of what drove the part of the ozone thing was, Hey, what else can we use to help heal tissues? And also what else could we use to modulate the immune system? Because at the time I was doing a lot of musculoskeletal medicine and also a lot of integrative oncology. And I know this, they're totally different, but those were my two areas of expertise. And, and they still are. And so I approached ozone as with a skeptical opinion because I said, oh, this is cowboy medicine. You know, there's mm-hmm. research, this is harmful to people, which you commonly hear in articles this is a toxic gas. And, it, you know, what sparked my attention using, again, back to that basic scientific approach, let's pull all the articles and let's just look through everything it can do. And it's used a lot more than just industrial or as a toxic metabolite, but it's used in medicine. It's been used for many years. I mean, the first ozone generator was in Germany. It was 1857. So it's, it's nothing new. It's just, it's progressed in how it's being used in patients. And we've started to figure out more of a therapeutic order. So it's not just, let's just get, inject this gas into somebody's you know joint or blood or skin or whatever. But now we know certain concentrations that do certain applications for people. And, and that's really profound, whether you're treating a patient who's really sick and needs some immune regulation, or if you're using it for more of a proactive approach, say, slowing down joint degeneration or improving skin health or really modulating what's called the redox or the oxidative pathways in your body and the antioxidant pathways in your body. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is ozone exactly? Like, what is it? How does it actually work? So ozone is actually three oxygen molecules connected. So we just take oxygen, which is two oxygen molecules. We run it through an electric charge and we make three oxygen molecules. Most of you smell it. If you've been out in a lightning storm, you smell that air, that distinct characteristics. That's ozone. Mm-hmm. And it's not very stable, very long, but when it comes out of a machine, 95% of it is actually oxygen. The other 5% of it is ozone. And it is a strong oxidant. 
but when we apply it in different circumstances in the body, it can actually paradoxically stimulate your body to increase its own antioxidant function. Um, it can also stimulate a lot of these chemicals that talk with your immune system, talk with your bone marrow, talk with your hormonal systems to become more active. So it truly is a, a modulating uh, device. It's, it's not like a drug where you're killing something or have a single action, but it has multiple actions for modulating multiple different systems. Mm -hmm. So basically your body uses it based on what it needs, sort of, Correct. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can adjust the strengths or the dosages depending on our patient's individual need too. Mm -hmm. This goes back to kind of individual medicine where we can select specific things versus it's just a single linear concept. I love it. It's so good. It's not just, okay, you have this condition. Let's give you this medication that we give to every person with that condition. It's very individualized and tailored to that person. Absolutely. Yeah. As we mentioned before starting to record, a lot of my audience is a women-based audience. So what would be ways that ozone could be used for women's health? So in women's health, uh, a few, there's two different approaches. We'll talk about the proactive or maybe the, the proactive approach first, then we can talk about the other. So proactively, some people will use it ongoing, and they can use it at home. And one of the methods is might freak some of the audience out, but it's called rectal ozone. It's a very, very safe technique. I give it to my dog. It, it does have lots of research. My vet is all about animals it. Yep. And people. Yep. And what it does is, again, it keeps your immune system primed. It keeps your antioxidant system primed. So if something happens like the pandemic or like uh, you have something happen in your health or you're exposed to something, your, your immune system's set up and you're kind of ready and raring to go with it. So I see it as a preconditioning agent to kind of prepare you for things that could happen. And, and so that, in your household, were you guys doing a bunch of this every day for COVID? <laughs> I have to I, ask. <laughs> I, have, I have a machine at home and then I have three machines in the office. So we, we do a bunch of different techniques. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> So the other ways a lot of people don't know is uh, it can be used to stimulate hair regeneration. So in my clinic, a lot of women who are having hair thinning, while we're trying to figure out if it's a nutrient or a hormonal issue, some of them want something quick to slow this progression down. And, and it's a really inexpensive and really quick way to slow hair loss down and, and stimulate some of those follicles to thicken up. Now, it doesn't That's work. Huge. It doesn't that's, work if you lost everything, but it right. works starting to I'll lose. regenerate. Stuff. And that's so common, so much more than, than women talk about because it's kind of this taboo topic, but that, that's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, other areas of more proactive medicine, it can be used uh, topically with skin for rashes, fungus. Uh, we use it also for uh, people that have wrinkles, cellulite. It can be used in that fashion. It could be used aesthetically for people with a little bit of weight. They're trying to actually eat away some of the fat tissue in those areas you don't like. It can be used in that fashion as well. How so how can it be used for weight loss? Is it topical or like injected? So typically for weight loss, it's it's not a dramatic thing. So it's yeah. cool and you got to have you know the diet and the exercise. But those areas that are kind of stubborn, a lot of people hear about 
pool sculpting or right. like is the fat away. It's similar to that in that you're actually injecting the ozone into those fat tissue and it causes mm. a lipolytic effect where basically the fat cells kind of dissolve away. Hmm. So small areas that you might have trouble area, trouble losing, it could be used in a systemic protocol to help with those tiny areas. That's so cool. And I know PRP can be ozonated, right? Yeah. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like what's PRP and how can you kind of step up the PRP? So uh, PRP is actually, uh, it's a product we take out of you. We take it from your blood and we harvest the plasma component of it, the platelet-rich plasma component. And if and then we re-inject it into a tissue that needs some stimulation, basically. And the reason it's working is that plasma, those platelet-rich plasma, has lots of signals to turn your dormant cells on, reactivate them. And if we use ozone on, on the PRP, what happens is it actually stimulates those platelets to release more growth factors and more stimulants. So you have a stronger response rate to that. So you can use it in hair, you can use it in skin and beauty, and you can use it in sexual health, you can use it in joints that are degenerating as well. And the benefit of ozone is with PRP is a lot of times when you use it, you don't have to add extra stuff to your PRP that sometimes causes extra inflammation or pain that some people report when they get a PRP procedure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you guys at your clinic, you do penis injections, right? I do. Can you talk about that? Um, so I do. I, I don't do the female injections. I have somebody else that does that for obvious reasons. But uh, we do penis injections for males who are trying to improve their erectile tissues. Um, That's so fascinating. And, and literally what we're doing is we're oxygenating the tissue. We're stimulating the blood vessels to provide better flow to the tissue as well. And it sounds like, ooh, that's a painful thing. It really isn't that bad. It, there's other areas of the body, such as the testicles, which we've right. done. You're clear of those. <laughs> those are really painful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever inject the testicles, though, for anything? I mean, maybe if there's some sort of pathology. The, the but... only time we inject, and it's very rarely, is it's kind of last step with uh, supporting fertility in a male. Say if oh, they, interesting. I, atrophy from either long-term testosterone therapy or other things that are pertaining to their fertility and we've exhausted a bunch of things. Wow. Then we will sometimes utilize that as another tool to jumpstart the testes. How would you compare like the injections compared to maybe something like Cialis or Viagra? Um, The Cialis and Viagra, the thing that most people don't like is the side effects from Mm -hmm. them and also the long-term problems like increased risk of skin cancer and blindness and stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. I think that most of the males have had it done um, and even experimenting with myself because everything I do experiment for self, it, it builds on itself. So it's not like I take this one injection and all of a sudden, boom, we're ready to go like the CIA. Right. But uh, it, it builds on itself and over a series people notice, hey, I can do this on my own. I don't need a drug. And I still get the same, if not better effects uh, for the tissue itself. 
Right. And of course, as a naturopathic doctor, you're talking to them about the lifestyle pieces and helping with blood flow all over the body and all that you can't skip over. No, it's just, this is one tool. Yeah. If you only use this tool alone, it's, it's no different than you taking a drug and doing nothing else. It has limitations. So you got to do the holistic approach. Yeah. So let's say something like rectal ozone or, you know, other types of home type of therapies you can do. Is it something that can be done every day or is it something you just kind of do like, let's say during a flu or a pandemic or something more therapeutic? So rectal ozone, it can be done every day. The, the thing that happens, however, is sometimes if you do that repeatedly, it gets a little traumatic in that tissue. Oh, gotcha. So most people will end up doing four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most what I've been doing it with my patients currently is they make uh, ozonated oil capsules mm-hmm. and compliance on taking those is awesome. It's actually ozonated olive oil and they have an ozonated uh, flaxseed oil one. And they just take the pill and I've taken them for viral prevention and also so it's oral. You're not in, inserting it rectally. Correct. Okay. It's an oral one um, gotcha. that we could swallow. And I've given it to patients with candidiasis, H. pylori. I want to uh, try viral. that. That's awesome. And, and compliance is really good I mean, with it. The only thing that side effect I've had is some people get this little burps of, oh, that tastes like ozonated oil. <laughs> other than that. They're lightning burps. It's a, it's a really safe and easy therapy to do. Wow. So do they have an ozone machine at home? That's how they do it? They, the ozonated oil products actually have people buy. There's a company oh, okay. that makes them. What's you the company? Can make, you can say brands on this show. It's fine. Yeah. So they're called Ozavita. Uh-huh. And uh, they have those two ozone products. And then I also like to get a lot of, uh, there's oil of ozone or ozone oils. They make ozonated toothpaste. They make ozonated shampoos. I I use the shampoo personally, and then I recommend it to people with, you know, little dermatitis or hair growth issues. And it's, they make ozonated shampoo uh, bars that you can use on people's skin. So they have all kinds of topical products. That is fascinating. I don't know anything about this area. I'm loving this. This is so cool. I think it's easier to buy the products. I mean, you can make them. It's just, it takes a lot of time of bubbling. You could do it at home. It would just take several hours of bubbling through oil to make these. Yeah. Nobody got time for that. (laughs) I had a patient recently tell me um, she had done infrared saunas for the longest and she said they, they gave some benefit, but it wasn't until she did an ozone sauna that it just blew her mind. And she's like, of all the things I've done, this has helped me the most. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about ozone saunas? Yeah. So, I mean, you get the added effect of a regular sauna, but now you have ozone being pumped in there. So you're having oxygen and a little bit of the ozone and your skin complexion is amazing when you have ozone applied to it. And also you, you do actually absorb some of that through because ozone is fat soluble and your skin layer is a fat soluble layer. So wow, doesn't surprise me that people get benefits from them. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's cool. So yeah, because my clinic, we're moving to a bigger space. So we're thinking about bringing in an ozone sauna. I think it may be worth doing. Do you guys have one of those at your practice? We don't have one of those at our practice, mainly because in my cost analysis and cleaning and the amount. Right. Of support, has to be worth it. Yeah. I have to make sure it's worth it. And I think it works in a model that you have multiple different things, like a membership where somebody's coming in and they're able to use it. Right. True. 
yeah, our this, models. She actually bought one at home. <laughs> She's like, that's, that's the other way it. is, yeah. is sometimes it's just better to say, okay, you're going to do this several times. Just buy it at home. And that's, yeah. I'll recommend patients buy a small machine at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Repeatedly. So let's talk about safety because there's definitely ways to do ozone wrong. So let's talk to you know people about that. What are some safety concerns and things that doctors need to be aware of, patients need to be aware of? So like any tool, there's always safety concerns you need to be aware of. Most of the safety issues with ozone is if you're injecting it or if you're into tissues or you're doing it with blood. Mm -hmm. However, you can improperly do rectal ozone too. And literally the safety issues come with you're not using a medical grade machine and mm -hmm. that has happened. Unfortunately, some of the harm, you look at the research of what was happening, they were using a pool or hot tub ozone machine. We never want to do that. There's a reason we have medical devices. Right. Um, or if your concentration was set too high, you could do damage to the tissue. So there is a specific range uh, to use safely for rectal, for injections and for blood. Mm -hmm. Anytime we do anything in the blood, more systemic therapies, there's also a series of labs that you really need to do to make sure that patient is in a safe parameter to do these things. Which labs would you think of for, for that? So with uh, the blood procedure called major autohemotherapy or multiple pass ozone, we always recommend a CBC or complete blood count, comprehensive metabolic, which is your kidney function, your liver, your electrolytes. And finally, if you haven't had it, we, there's something called a G6PD, which it's rare that somebody has a problem with this, but some people genetically don't make this in this enzyme. And so if you give them oxidative therapies like ozone, or peroxide, or vitamin C, their mm -hmm. red blood cells, it can cause damage to the red blood cells. Hmm. And, and those, that's the main labs. There are some people that will come in that because of how we do the IV procedure, we'll also check for their coagulation profile. So how does their blood clot as well? So we have no surprises. Right, that makes sense. So um, people are, are doing ozonated IVs, right? So can you talk mm -hmm. about that? How does that differ from maybe UV light? Yeah, so there's different types of ozonated IVs. One is uh, where we actually take the blood out and we mix ozone gas with your blood outside your body and then we reinfuse it. Your mm -hmm. autohemotherapy. Another one is where we actually mix ozone with a, a fluid like saline, normal saline solution, and then just infuse it into a person. And the third one, which is not, not I don't recommend it, uh, the Academy of Ozone in the US and the what's called the Madrid Declaration, which is out of Spain, which makes all these legal and kind of safety guidelines. Don't recommend doing direct ozone gas into the vein. Right, that sounds gnarly. Yeah, so I'd never recommend injecting any gas straight into the vein. It's The vein doesn't like it and there's harm, higher risks that can happen. Mm -hmm. What would be some, uh, maybe some, not like full-on case studies, but some patient outcomes that you've witnessed using ozone or other oxidative therapies that are really exciting. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of bridge. So 
The big one in the chronic disease that I'll say uh, with UV light that you asked versus ozone, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people that have either Lyme disease or chronic uh, bacterial issues like mycoplasm pneumonia, they're people that I think really shine that I see. Mm -hmm. One of my most profound studies was actually a Lyme patient who has had Lyme for 35 years. Wow. Uh, he had been through the typical oral antibiotic route, IV antibiotics, herbs. She's working with a medical doctor and ND, great doc at the time, but that's really what they did. And then they got transferred to me because unfortunately the other doc passed away and they came in and they were on gabapentin opiate th opiates for their pain. It was almost like all those therapies they did, it helped and then it made them worse. Mm. We put the, after building them up with nutrients, which I would start slow and then work a patient in. So we replenish their nutrients first. Then we put them into multiple passes of ozone. And after about 10 treatments of multiple pass ozone, their pain level went down so much they didn't need the opiates and their, their gabapentin was reduced down where they only needed a quarter of their current dosage. Wow. And the profound thing that happened, they actually were able to take a six-week vacation in Europe and manage it without severe pain crippling them through that. That's amazing. For me, I think that's a win that, you know, they've tried everything else and ozone's made this dramatic difference in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see most of the time in these sick people as a tool. Right. What about in oncology? I know that's a big area that you work with. So in oncology, I typically combine that therapy with um, vitamin C. As mm -hmm. well. And it depends on the dosing. So most vitamin Cs we do are called high dose, uh, meaning 25, 50, 75, 100 grams. Mm -hmm. And some patients we will do ozonation on a different day or the same day and it will be a higher dose ozone. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time I, I find that using things like ozonated saline is easier because you're already dehydrating the patient. I don't want to pull blood out when they're already dehydrated and go through that procedure. Mm -hmm. Most of the time we'll combine ozonated saline with a high dose ozone, uh, vitamin C on the same day. And I gave a presentation at the Academy of Ozone a couple years ago about this and we measured some interleukins and some markers for this and noticed with just vitamin C versus ozonated saline, we got a little bit bigger bump in those. So there's a lot of patients that inquire about that and we will sometimes layer both of those on. How would you define uh, interleukins for people? Uh, interleukins are chemical signals that basically talk to your cells, excite your immune system, increase mm -hmm. uh, in K cell activity or T cells. They're, they're the things that fight viruses or fight yeah. bacteria or fight cancer cells. Yeah. Awesome. This is super interesting. Um, so we talked about all the different applications, like using it rectally, you can use it for hair, topical. Um, it can be done intravenously. And then I know in the beginning you talked about using some of these therapies for injuries that you've had. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, I know 
athletes, for example, they do a lot, you know, you hear about, I think Kobe Bryant would do PRP or I don't know if you can probably say which um, athletes, but let's talk about ways that you have really been able to kind of step it up on regenerative medicine in that, in that respect. Yeah. So most of the athletes are doing either you read about, they're doing PRP or something called stem cell. Um, and even some of them are doing ozone. I know we have a colleague in our community down in Arizona that actually will travel around the country. And that's her job is just supporting athletes. Throughout the cool. And she uses ozone a lot as well. And I've, I've used it in a few of our local professional groups up here in Seattle, Washington, too. And I find it's, it's, a, it's a very strong regenerative technique to take an injury that an athlete has and kind of stimulate that tissue to repair itself versus injecting, say, a steroid in there, which, yeah, it may take away the pain. And may is a big word because we know steroids have a huge uh, placebo rate. Um, but the problem with steroids is what they do is over time they degenerate the tissue. So a lot of athletes are catching on to this to say, hey, you know, I want to play a lot longer than only a couple of years. Um, and I know if I get that shot that's offered in my typical med sports person, I'm going to be, this is going to be a very short lifespan if I keep getting injured. Right. Shots with a quick fix, but makes it worse in the long run. Correct. So what, what typically I did, and I presented on this, is uh, there's a therapeutic order to regenerative medicine. And I think it, it all depends on our diagnostics. So there's one procedure we use dextrose and we treat nerve inflammation. And sometimes that creates the pain. Mm -hmm. Then there's other things that it's deeper in. It may have to do with a, a ligament or a structure inside or outside the joint that needs extra stimulation to heal up. And that's where you typically see like PRP shining and you see ozone shining and you see things like prolotherapy shining. Mm -hmm. and when you're the, talking about dextrose, are you referring to prolotherapy? Yeah, dextrose yeah. is typically prolotherapy and is, is the name given to that. And it's a mm -hmm. stronger dosage of dextrose, so 10, 15%. Mm -hmm. You know, clinically what I found is if you did standard prolotherapy, it would hurt quite a bit compared to ozone therapy. And I found you got better results if you combined the two versus just doing standard prolo. Hmm. Then moving forward, PRP came out. We started playing with PRP and we noticed the same thing. Hey, I could get better results if I combined ozone with PRP than just doing PRP alone. And it didn't significantly impact the cost as well because ozone's fairly inexpensive to do. Hey, that's a plus. And then the last one with stem cells, which I think, you know, in some of my lectures, I talk about them as they get this name of we're going to regenerate new tissue. And simply, it's just like a larger tool. It's instead of a hammer, we're using a, a sledgehammer. And really what's going on is there's no new tissue being formed from that cellular stuff. It's, it's, it's stimulating your own tissues to turn on, just like we're seeing with PRP and with ozone. Mm -hmm. And classically, I think the best results we get is if we build the something called the terrain of that joint or of that structure first, before we go to these big guns, we have a lot more success with the big guns that may cost a lot more money. And sometimes we don't need to use the big guns if we build that terrain properly. Yeah. 
That makes perfect sense. And tissue needs oxygen to regenerate. And also, again, there's lots of these cell signaling molecules that I mentioned that are needed to turn on those dormant cells. And basically what we're saying is, hey, you're not done. This tissue's still injured. Cells come here and fix this. That's bottom line. That's what we're doing with all of these different tools and therapies. Yeah, for sure. What would you think of using maybe for someone who has like um, maybe sciatic issues or let's say they have like a slip disc, you know, would you have some things that you would try for that? So I've had those patients come in and it bottom line, we have to figure out, is it a true sciatica? Cause I've had a lot of people say, I have sciatica or my other diet right. must be sciatica. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it wasn't sciatica. It didn't have the true presentation. It was actually a, an inflamed nerve that was running from basically into their buttocks only. Uh, mm -hmm. True sciatica actually runs all the way down into like the heel. And then there's other physical exams you and I know that we can test to see, is it really coming from the disc or sciatica issue? Right. And in those patients, I mean, they usually have weakness. They usually will tell you, man, I'm laid out for a week or two weeks at randomly. And nothing gets me out of pain. And those patients, I classically will jump straight to ozone and a PRP technique. Um, I call it, it's called OCM or ozonated clotted matrix. And it's yeah, I remember seeing that at the presentation. It was really interesting. And it's this ozone mixed with your clotted blood. And we pull out the liquid, not the actual clot. And then we inject that around the, the vertebrae. And what it's doing is it's stimulating the tissue to start strengthening the connective tissue around that actual vertebrae. And about 90% of the time, that is enough for patients. The other 10% occasionally I'll have to refer out to a colleague that does injections right into the disc with ozone. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that requires a little more, uh, little more machinery than I have in my office to do. So. Yeah. But obviously, all you guys listening, make sure you see someone that is highly trained in all of these things, you know, like Dr. Brendan or... Actually, let me ask you, so for people who want to get this done, where can they maybe find someone in their area or do they have to fly to see you? Like what, what can people do? <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing I, I would look at is look for people that are doing ozone, look at some of their training backgrounds. What, who have they been trained by? Was it with somebody like myself? Was it somebody with the Academy of Ozone Therapy? Um, and just feel them out, feel out what they've done. Uh, if they're talking about, again, directly injecting gas into the vein, that might be a little more concerning. Right. That'll tell you. I <laughs> want to go to that person. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of doctors that are doing it. Some of them have trained with me in some of my small courses, and then others have, uh, have not. They've done other ozone courses, which are great. It's just a different technique. Um, but yeah, the other way they can get a hold of me is I'm, I'm available, and I have patients that do fly up and see me, too. Yeah. And remind me where you're located. So I'm in Linwood, Washington, which is just about 20 minutes north of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And we even have an airport that's about 10, 15 minutes from us. So you don't even have to fly into SeaTac anymore. It's a small, very small airport that has commercial airlines going in. So that's sweet. That helps. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for people who are in excruciating pain and they've done everything, 
that's that's mm-hmm. an easy track to make for sure. And we've had a couple people even from New Mexico and other areas even during this pandemic still coming. <laughs> they're like, I'm getting there. I don't care. Because they're in so much pain and yeah. they know it works and they know that they're also not going to have to be endure surgery, which sometimes it's necessary, but there's a lot of times where you really want to make sure you need surgery because you're going to be laid out for a long time and there's a lot of discomfort that can pursue with that. True. Might be a good time to, to recover during quarantine. Yep. Yeah. Well, this has been super interesting. Any, anything else maybe that I didn't ask about or uh, is that a pretty good overview? No, I think that's a pretty good overview. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and educating us on a very unknown topic. I appreciate it so much. I know you're a busy guy. You got a patient right after this. So um, thank you again and stay well during the rest of this quarantine. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.